Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. I loved hearing some of the stories from this week. Um, you know, I made the mistake or whatever saying from here that I was going to do a, you know, a three-day water fast and then move into the, to the rest of the fast. And I got to the end of three days and I actually wanted to carry on with my water fast. Um, I didn't want to stop. because I don't know what it was like, but, but I, I was hearing God and I could sense him more. The experience is not the same for everybody, but I could sense him more. And I'd lost quite a few kilos by then. And so common sense sort of kicked in and I've gone back to another fast. But I love the fact that I was, I was speaking to other people during our prayer time. By the way, we're praying and fasting. That means we're praying first and we're fasting. If you didn't get to the prayer meeting this week, six o'clock on Tuesday morning till seven. Tuesday night, six till whenever we finish on Tuesday night. Praying, we had an awesome time of prayer on Tuesday. God's presence was, was in the room. And where was I going? Oh, I loved hearing from some other people who are, who some of them are fairly new in the faith, who joined me in the three-day water fast. I loved hearing people are stretching themselves because they're hungering for God. Are you hungry for God? I want to see a move. You know, I'll go back to this again. Do you ever reminisce? Do you reminisce about the good old days? Do you reminisce about what went on in the past? And and if you're older than me, the older you get, the better you were. Uh, The stories tend to grow as you get older. Um, mainly because your memory dies and you can't remember the bad bits and you're trying to embellish the good bits. But when we go back to New Zealand, I I always take the opportunity to to go back and and to visit somewhere that I knew. We either go back to the place where I was brought up as a kid or we go back to our first house or I go to to a beach I used to go to all the time. And and when I go there, you tend to reminisce, but I, I, I consciously stop. And God, will you, will you help me remember what it was like? That I can remember what it was like. And, and I stop and I think, and, and what you're looking at has changed. But you remember back to, to what it was like when you were a child or, or if I drive past the old church, the place where I got saved. Or if I... If I I haven't done this for a while, have I? <laughs> if I go back to the old, you know, the, the old golf course that was on the, the cliff face. And as a, and as a young teenager, you know, 14, 15, climbing down the cliff to a, to a shelf where no, no one could see me and it was my spot. I went there often. And just sitting and letting God speak. And he actually spoke back. Not that I could hear, but he actually spoke back. And if you've never experienced that, can I encourage you to pursue God? 
pursue him because he's real. And I've titled it the, the, my word this morning, bring me back. And I'm, I'm saying that because even just when I'm speaking now, I'm remembering the times where God was in my younger years so close and in my older years, he's still so close. But I don't wanna forget the times and those appointment times that I had with God. I wanna build on those, but I don't ever wanna forget them or negate what he's, what he's done in my life. Now as a church, last year we were, the word with the, our senior pastors and the team thought for this church was, which they believe God had given them, was to awaken the pioneer spirit coming out of COVID. Yeah. We believe the word is quite simply, grow. It's time to put the big boy pants on. And it's time to grow. Grow in depth, we believe in depth, where you're growing deep, deeper in God, and grow in width with our expansion in God and what our belief systems are like with God. So growing deeper and growing wider. That is our prayer for you this year, for me this year too, that we would all grow deeper in God, we would all grow wider in God. And when we leave this year, we're gonna look back and remember what it was like when we came in this year, and we're gonna experience what it's like leaving this year, and there's gonna be a difference because we have actually moved forward in God. So we're spending, one of the scriptures we're looking at this year is Ezekiel 47. And Ezekiel has this, this vision Bit of the history, and we've, we've spent lots of last year in Haggai. Well, this, this, this year, it's the same sort of time period, and Ezekiel had been taken captive to Babylon. His wife had been killed, and all of them had been taken into exile, and, and he's, he's, writing, he's writing the second half of this book from captivity. He'd been there 25 years, and they'd lost their hopes. So he's prophetically speaking, first of all, before he went there about the judgment of Israel, and lo and behold, it happened. Then he's speaking about them carried, getting carried away, and lo and behold, it happened. And now he's prophetically speaking about something that's in the future. And you do know that you are the future. So he's, when he's speaking this prophetically, he's speaking it over us as well. He speaks about a new temple and the restoration of, of Israel. Well, we know the new temple was instituted by Jesus' death on the cross for us. And in, so, in doing so, the Holy Spirit comes and live, lives in us and we become the temples of the Holy Spirit to carry his presence, to be his hands and feet as we walk out this earth. You know, the word of God is... is I believe it's been godly and it's been inspired by men to write down that it's, it's God's direction for our life and that we should read it, we should study it, we should cherish it and we should allow it to be our guide because in Hebrews 4.12 it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart and it is applicable today. So we're gonna open up and we're gonna start from Ezekiel 47, which is what a, a chapter we're gonna live in for a little while. And I'm just gonna read out the first two verses. And it's from my old Bible. Not the NIV, it's from the New King James Version. 
And it's funny for me because, you know, when I memorized scripture as a young fellow, I always memorized the New King James Version. And now when everyone says scripture, they talk about it from the NIV. And, and I get so mixed up in my head because I'm remembering this verse and it sounds the same, but it, it, it does your head. So I love the New King James Version. It says, from Ezekiel 47, it says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Simple verse, simple, simple verse. And I've got two quick thoughts. And I said to Mark before I started, I want to worship. And lo and behold, we worship first. We're going to go back into worship after this. So the first point I want to bring out is really simple. Then he brought me back to the door. He brought me back to the door. And as I said before, when I go back to NZ, I go back and I go back to my old haunts and, and I reminisce. How often for us, we don't want to go back and live in that place, but to go back and we remember what God has done. We remember what it was like to first be saved. We remember how, how he walked with us so earnestly in those first few years as he is now, but somehow it's alive when you're first saved. And you had questions and he answered your questions. Can we go back to that door a little bit? And the door is Jesus Christ. The door is Jesus Christ. And coming out from under the door, there was this water, but he was standing at this door and he was looking out at the, the plains before him and he, he could see this trickle growing into a river as it came out from under the door. And out of this, this, this doorway, it came out from under the temple and the temple back then was made as a place of worship. I love that we just worshiped. Our bodies are temples of God. They should be designed and operated as worship. Worship to our God. Worship to our God. Worship to our God. See, it was, it was changed in Ezekiel's day. They had a physical temple. And the physical temple was, was built out of a temple that was perishable. It was going to fade. It was going to fall away. It was going to be broken. And Jesus came and he made this imperishable temple, which was his own body when he died for us. And in doing so, his Holy Spirit came upon us. And so the, the physical temple that could be broken down was turned into an imperishable temple, which is us, because you know we're going to live forever with him. Jesus spoke about destroying this temple in three days and then raising it up again, which was when he died on the cross and rose again for us. And that this door that, that Ezekiel was talking about in our circumstances is actually Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door we've got to walk to. And doors symbolize new beginnings. They symbolize stepping into something new, but also they symbolize leaving something behind. And as us, as people of faith, we're quite happy to open up the door to Jesus and walk in. But my question is, after you've opened up the door and walked in, do you actually close the door on what's, and leave something behind? 
because we tend to want to walk through the door and pick up all the good things, but it's a bit more difficult sometimes to leave the bad things behind. And is it from coming from a place of worship, when we live our lives wholly and solely for Him, that stuff, in my experience, falls away. It falls away. It falls away. So my first thought this morning is, as we walk through a door, and this door that I believe God's challenging us for 2023, is to walk through a door where as, as he saw, there was water flowing out from under this door and flowing out. As we walk through this door, we're gonna walk into some water. Are we gonna walk out of the door of, of fear, open the door and leave fear behind and walk into freedom? I could go on with lists after list after list. But as we walk through the door, whatever that door look like, looks like for you, and, and I, th I think even while I'm speaking, and like I said, this word I'm bringing this morning is really, really simple. Really, really simple. Can you all imagine there's a door in front of you? And I, I bet you when I'm, I'm speaking to you now, all of you have got thoughts in your head about something you have to leave behind and something you desire to walk into. Well, can I, I tell you, it, it's not going to happen unless you take a step through the door. Unless you take a step through the door. Because my second point, like I said, this is going to be really simple. There was water flowing out from the door. You know, this water was just a trickle coming out from under the door. And can I say to all of you, never despise small beginnings. Never, ever despise small beginnings. Faith the size of a mustard seed grows into a huge tree. Never negate where you are. You might feel like you've got no faith. Well, can I, take, can I encourage you? Step in. Step in. This river, this water that flowed out from under the temple... Out, out through the door, was running, and in verse two it says, was running out on the right side. See, there was a spring in, in Jerusalem, and the spring was the Gihon spring, and the, the Gihon spring was actually outside of the city. And they used to go outside to pick up the water. So this was not the, the water that came out of the spring in Jerusalem. This was a different sort of water. This was a water that was flowing out of the temple, heading out. It wasn't the Gihon spring that came up and then just sitting there, this, this water was on the move coming out from the temple. There's an old hymn that says, there's a river that flows from God above. There's a fountain that's filled with God's great love. It says, come to the waters, there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. Did you notice that this water once again flowed out from the temple, it didn't flow in? And so often when we come to church, we all come because we want to learn about God. We want to find out more about them. We, we want to have an experience from God. And we come to church and we say, God, will you let the water come in? Which he does. Will you let the water come in? Will you let the water come in? I want to sense your presence. But in this case, the water was actually flowing out from the temple. And if you don't want to become stale in your faith, if you want to be moving forward in your faith, if you want to grow in your faith, then you've got to let the water out. And I love the fact that before I got up this morning, we actually worshipped. 
we actually worshipped. And did you notice as you worshipped, you actually got something back? As you give to him, he gives you something back. See, John 7, 38 says, Who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. See, this water in the Bible always stands for blessing. It stands for fruitfulness. And as we let the water out, it's going to bring blessing to others. It's going to bring fruitfulness to others. See, in the Garden of Eden, there was a river called Gihon, which flowed from an unknown, unnamed river. When Jerusalem was, was built, it was built, as I said before, there was the, the spring Gihon, which meant gusher. Are you ready for some gushing? Are you ready for some gushing? And then there's a river that flows from God and his plans and the spirit that brings life wherever it goes. God always provided a water source, a river for us. It changed over time, but he always provided a water source. And he's still providing it now if you'd step in. This water that, that uh, flowed out from under the temple's threshold is prophetically seen, and if you read the, the verses again, it's seen flowing down the south stairs. It's incredible, I find, how the Bible, everything lines up. Because the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was first poured out, and Peter came down from the, the upper room and he was standing. Guess where Peter was standing? That's right. He was standing on the south stairs. The very moment where the Holy Spirit was poured out and the very first sermon was preached in our Christian faith was standing on the south stairs. This little trickle that Ezekiel actually prophesied about hundreds of years before is prophetically seen in Peter as he stands on the south stairs. Isn't it amazing how all these things just magically line up? God is so faithful. And this little trickle that Peter spoke about as we know the story, 3,000 were saved that first day. And then what did they do? First thing they did is they got baptized. Guess where they got baptized? In the Gasha, that's right. The water that came from the Gihon Spring, it, it, it flowed down south, down to this place called the Mikvahs. And the mikvahs were ceremonial baths that they used to bath in, bathe in. And according to tradition, after Peter spoke, guess where they baptized the first 3,000 people who were saved? The water flowing out, filling up the baths, and they were baptized in water. But for us, going through Ezekiel, it says the water just didn't stop there, and I'm not, I'm not going to go too far forward because I'm just going to hang on these two verses, but you've got to know it talks about this little spring that happened, grows into, first it starts at ankle deep, which is, he speaks about the time, time frame where Peter was, then it talks about knee deep, then it talks about waist deep, chest deep, and then all of a sudden you're lost and you're just swimming. Where would you want to be in this story? Would you want to be ankle deep? Waist deep, chest deep, or just swimming? I want to be swimming. 
swimming. What, where do you want to be? Do you want to be swimming? I want to be swimming in this river of God, not just for me, but so I can bring life to everyone around it. Because later on the scripture, it says, wherever this river goes, it brings life. Fish abound, the trees grow. It brings life wherever it goes. This place that was a trickle and never despised small beginnings because this place that was a trickle turned into a river, a flood. See, there's another story about a Samaritan woman and she meets Jesus and, and, and Jesus says to her in John 4, 14, but whoever drinks this water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So you're thirsty this morning. I'm thirsty this morning. I've had so many people contacting me about this revival in Ashbury. They're all, they're sending texts, Ashbury this and Ashbury that, and I've watched a few videos on Ashbury, which is awesome. I love what's going on in Ashbury. But do you really know what's going on in Ashbury? There's a spirit of repentance fell. These people realized their need for God. They realized they need to get rid of some stuff and they realized, and if you're, if you're watching the videos, these, these young people are on their faces before the Lord in repentance before their God. The second thing that's happening in Ashbury is the worship has not stopped. The worship has not stopped. Maybe people are all telling me and saying, go to Ashbury, send the young people to Ashbury. <laughs> maybe we just need to fall on our faces a little bit more maybe just need to worship a little bit more and I wonder what would happen that's right that's right maybe we need to press in a little bit more maybe we need to be honest not have this, this baggage that's holding, that's holding us back all the time but get rid of some of this baggage and step in and just worship our, our God. This trickle might become from, from ankle deep to waist deep to chest deep and all of a sudden we're swimming in God. Not so much just looking for the swimming, but God, I want to be on my face worshiping you when I'm swimming. I want to be on my face worshiping you. When I'm at my workplace, I want to work as hard as I can. When I'm at my home, I want to honor my wife. When I'm with my kids, I want to love my kids. When I study, I want to study to be my best. I want to be an expression of you wherever I, wherever I go. I want my life to be an expression of you wherever I go. I want to be able to take time to rest, to stop, to stop in your presence. I want you, God, to look after my, to encourage me with my eating habits. And I'm not just talking about stuff that goes in our mouths, but the stuff that comes in through our ears and our eye gate as well. I want to, I want to, I want to have my eating habits the same as what you want me to do. I want to align that with what God says. I want my, my spending habits to align with what you want me to do. I want to live for you. See, in Ezekiel 47, 12, it says, in this river where it hit the river, 
Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on the banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fall. Every month they will bear fruit because of the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. The prophet Jeremiah spoke to, to his people. In Jeremiah 2.13, he says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water. They have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, cisterns that cannot hold water. Today, are we willing to come back to that spring of living water? And maybe to come back to that spring of living water is, okay, we lift up our hands and we say, God, will you fill me up? That, that's a great thing to do. But maybe we need to say, God, I'm going to worship you and honor you. That's a better thing to do. And as we do that, I wonder how he's going to fill us up. See, the promise of Ezekiel coming out of Ezekiel is one of hope. In Ezekiel 36, verses 26 to 27, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will pour out my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. And once again, in Ezekiel 11, 19 to 20, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. See, the people have thought they were discarded and forgotten. And Jesus sends, or God, Ezekiel sends them a message of hope about this trickle that's starting to come out of the temple. That if they step in ankle deep, God's going to meet them there. And if they step in waist deep, God's going to meet them there. If they step in chest deep, God's going to meet them there. And if they jump all in, God's going to meet them there. I love the very verse, last verse in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 48, 35. And from my understanding, this is the only time this is spoken about in the Bible. Jehovah Shammah, the last words that Ezekiel says is God is there. Can I encourage you this morning? God is there in your pain. God is there in your pleasure. God is there when physically you're not doing too well. God is there when you're challenged. God is there. Jehovah Shammah with us in all of our lives. This is why Jesus came, Jesus died, and Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit could come and live in us. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Jammah, Shammah, God is there. He's there. He's there. We allow what's there to start to flow, not just as this temple as we've seen, a physical temple, but an imperishable temple, our bodies that are going to live forever. Even though our bodies might die, we're going to live forever. And this, this thing here is going to pour out. It's going to start to flow. A trickle first might start to flow then maybe what's going to flow out of us as we learn to walk in the trickle, it's going to take another step and we're going to get deeper up to our knees.
the stuff that flows out of us. Come on, have any of you ever prophesied before? Have you ever prayed anyone in your workplace and have been healed before? Have you shared your testimony and seen people's lives change because of your testimony? Have you ever stepped up in faith just as Greg this, this week and he's, you know, he's, he's walking a fairly new walk with God and he's standing up and he's, he's fasting in front of the people in his work and they're saying, are you one of those religious people? Are you one of those religious people? He's allowing, he's allowing God to come out in some way in his, in his workplace. See, there's a woman who came to Jesus and she poured out oil upon his feet. And when she poured out oil upon his feet, wherever Jesus went, the atmosphere that she put upon Jesus went everywhere. You couldn't miss what she had done. When Jesus walked into a room or when he was taken to be crucified, there was the smell of the perfume that was all over him because of what this woman had done. And I can't help but think as we pour ourselves out, wherever we go, there's gonna be, we're gonna change atmospheres because what we're gonna give off is gonna be sweet and pure. I don't know where you're all at. But I pray this morning, as we learn to live a life of worship for Him. We will change atmospheres. We will change atmospheres through Jesus. Our homes will be changed. They'll be transformed. Our children will be transformed. Our workmates will be transformed. You know, there was a challenge that came out from Pastor Byron, our lead pastor, last year. And he said, he said something along the lines of, have you ever led anyone to the Lord? And, and I, in, in my role now, I, I get the opportunity to read, lead lots of people to the Lord, to pray the, the sinner's prayer, to lead them to the Lord. But in my workplace, I thought, what happened before I actually was a pastor? When I was working first as a trade and then in an office, how many people did I actually, by my own, witness that they came to the Lord and got them to lead through the sinner's prayer? And I went, went through and, and, and I, I got to a number, it was above, well, it was around 16 I got to. And I thought, God, that's just not enough. That's just not enough. I want to lead more. I want, more, I want my life to be a witness for you. I want this trickle that comes out of my temp, the temple to bring life wherever it goes. And I pray for us this year, that would be us. That we'll bring life wherever we go. Can we stand this morning? This is the year to grow. Listen, if you don't know Jesus here this morning, please come and see us afterwards. We'd love you to introduce you to this, our Saviour, this man, Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created the heaven and the earth in the beginning, and he's going to be there at the end. That is our Saviour, Jesus.
I'd love us to worship yet again. And as we worship, can we offer ourselves as living sacrifice this morning? Lord, I pray for us all. Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that you live inside of us. God, but just before we worship you this morning, I just want to pray for some people who are on my mind, Lord God, Lord, and, and you know who they are. But God, Lord, I pray, Lord, for your healing touch. To touch them where they are, Lord, I pray. Lord, we, we take the authority that you have given us with your death and resurrection on the cross, Lord, for by your stripes we were healed, Lord God. That is a done deal. The God, Lord, I speak healing to these people in the name of Jesus in their beds or wherever they are. God, Lord, you know who they are, Lord, so I speak healing upon their mortal bodies, Lord, that they would be restored, Lord, I pray. And Lord, I tell that sickness to get off in the name of Jesus. And we release your authority for healing to touch their mortal bodies in the name of Jesus. And God, Lord, for us who are here, Lord, I pray the same thing. Lord, I pray, Lord, as we worship you this morning, Lord God, as we press in, that God, Lord, you would set us free, Lord God, in some areas and open up our eyes, Lord, to see you in a greater measure, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that we would be able to step into all that you have. To believe, Lord, I pray yet again, Lord, that Lord, you would, even as we worship you, Lord God, that you'd baptize us yet again in your Holy Spirit. That you'd pour out your Spirit upon us, Lord God, because it is a gift, Lord God, that you don't want to hold back. Let it be poured out upon us as we worship you. Just one more song this morning, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, that this year will be the year that we grow as we press into you, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.